Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Chats and Graps. As always, I'm your host, Lyric Swinton, and I'm so excited to have this guest on. Um, if you remember earlier this year when I was at um, in London for All In Weekend, I went to the amazing Riff Pro 11th anniversary show, and I got to see her firsthand in an awesome triple threat match. We have Hyun here. I'm so excited. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that you made it out too. So what? That's far. <laughs> it's it's very. It was far, but it was 100% worth the trip. Um, it was a really great show too. Um, I had heard about you a little bit beforehand, but I had never actually gotten to see you, Russell. So that was really a great introduction. And so you know what? That's where we're going to start the conversation. So you've made a a name for yourself doing a lot of work in the UK. So. What is the significance, um, you know, of British wrestling to you, specifically as somebody from Texas? It's it's really become like my second home. Um, you know, I I lived in Chicago for a bit, um, and you know, before I moved back down to Texas, and like Chicago never really felt like home, like the UK did, and. I just love that scene. Um, I feel like everyone there is very, especially in Rev Pro, like the locker room's very cohesive. Um, everyone's genuinely friends with everyone else in the locker room. Um, and everyone just wants to go out and have great matches. And I, I just absolutely love it there. Like I have, even just being there so many times, like I've made so many like friendships there, like genuine lifelong friendships. Um, outside of wrestling too. Um, and it's just been an overall great experience being there. I've been there like probably like three times total, each time being about like two to three months stay. It's been like, I spent some time there. I picked up on that too. Like I went to um, England for the first time this year for spring break and it was so cool. I got to go to a rep pressure. I went to a live in London show and I was like, oh, I have to come back. Like, it's just a different vibe. You, I like, it's hard to explain, like, if you've never been there, but like, in mm -hmm. me, just as a fan, like, I'm not a wrestler, but Rev Pro shows just have this awesome environment. Like, it really reminds you of just like why you love wrestling. And it's just so special. And that particular show, the 11th anniversary show, like, I walked away from that. Like, I thought it was just as grand and awesome is all in you know which was in Wembley but that copper box show was so special um what was it like being in the ring with people like you know as awesome as you know a current champion like Alex Windsor and a legend like Mickey James it was really 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 cool like I've wrestled Mickey before um at Impact and I wrestled um Alex before as well so it was cool because you're not going in there like for the first time ever, which sometimes those are fun, but sometimes it can be a little bit nerve wracking because you don't know how it's going to go. Um, so there was like that little level of comfortability. And also just because Mickey knows her stuff, like I just feel comfortable putting things in her hands and she's an, an incredible worker, obviously. Now, incredible, like the crowd was literally chanting the entire match, which was uh, kind of insane. Um, but um, moving forward, you said like you've wrestled for Impact, you've wrestled for 
so many other companies. Um, I'm sure you get the question all the time, like, what do you think, oh, what is next for you? But like, I want to stare it in a different direction. When it comes to venues, where are places that you haven't wrestled yet and that you would love to wrestle, whether it's here in the U.S., whether it's in the U.K., whether it's in Japan? What are those venues that you have your eyes on that you're looking to experience? Um, I've actually never wrestled in Corican Hall, which is like mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, we did. I remember for Marvelous, we had like the big like anniversary show, and I remember I asked Tugus and the guy like, "Why, why aren't we doing this in like Corican Hall? Because it's like so big." And she was like, <laughs> "She was like because they don't let us do pyro there." <laughs> so I was like, "Perfect. <laughs> I love that's a great answer." Um, and my mom really, really wants to see me wrestle in Arena Mexico because, like, our family's Mexican. My mom's from there. Um, and I think it'd be, like, a cool little, like, full circle moment. I still have family that lives in Mexico. So I want to do it mostly just for her because I think it would make her really happy. But obviously, it'd be a very cool experience. Those are two amazing ones. Like, Cork and Hall, I feel like, is, like, the mecca for, like, professional wrestling like Mm -hmm. it's just even just listening to like the shows that happen there it's just like such a cool vibe like I look forward to hopefully like going in like watching like in person one day but that makes completely sense and of course like Arena Mexico is just legendary um that is one place that I will say like Mexico is that some place that you're looking to like explore at some point like um go on like a full tour there yeah, so I had one planned in like 2019, like to go into 2020, but obviously we know what happened in 2020, <laughs> so it didn't get to happen, but I did have one initially planned. Um, so I do, you know, one thing that I love about wrestling is just like the traveling and um, seeing how other people, like other people's take on wrestling and kind of adapting to that. Um, obviously, Mexico is a big is a big place where I would like to, especially being from Texas, it's close by all those things. I think it's going to be really cool to go there eventually. You call yourself the Renaissance woman. And so where does that really stem from? Like what is being the Renaissance woman all encompass? Because that can mean a lot of different things in wrestling. It's being able to do it all. You know, it's not just, um, you know, being a high flyer and, and being a powerhouse if you need to being, technical if you need to but it's also incorporating different styles and I'm not that person that wrestled once in a different country and said like oh I learned the style like no I stayed there I trained there I did everything I know the style so that's part of being the renaissance woman is really being the best and most well-rounded performer that can be Speaking of countries and styles, most recently you had an incredible match versus Julia um, working for New Japan Strong, challenging for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. And so I remember going into that match, I was telling people, you might come into this match a fan of Julia, but I feel like you're going to leave a fan of her opponent. And so you absolutely killed that match. I think that it couldn't have gone any better. Um, And you've expressed that working in New Japan was a dream of yours. And so going forward, are there any potential opponents or potential like shows that you would love to be a part of going forward for New Japan and or Stardom? Yeah, I think just 
being with New Japan regularly would be incredible doing a show for New Japan in Japan or stardom. I've never worked for stardom before. Um, I've uh, wrestled in Japan with, um, with Marvelous. So returning to Japan is one of like my biggest goals, especially going into 2024. I think that that's a great segue. So going into 2024, I think you've accomplished a lot this year. Is there a lot left like that you're still looking to like accomplish? Like what are some of those short term goals like you specifically want to get, you know, checked off next year? I know you mentioned a lot, a couple of them. You talked about like hopefully getting to work in New Japan again, hopefully getting to work Cork and Hall, Arena Mexico, but what are some other of those short-term 2024 goals that you're looking to accomplish? I was actually um, talking to my husband about this like a couple weeks ago. I feel like at this point in my career, I've done everything that I've really set out to do. Like I'm genuinely fulfilled with what I've put out with wrestling and there's not really much left for me to accomplish in regards to maybe, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to go to like a major company and, you know, winning a title there would be incredible. Winning a title for in Japan, for New Japan or stardom would be obviously an incredible opportunity. But aside from those things, I've been really fulfilled with my wrestling career. My injuries are starting to stack up. <laughs> my lower back right now is absolutely killing me. So, I wouldn't say I don't have too many goals left. I really just want to continue to have fun because I'm 30, you know, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. And again, my injuries are really starting to rack up. My body's really beaten down. So I don't know if this would be like my last year wrestling. I'm not going to say that, but I'm really just looking to have fun because I don't know how much longer I have to do this, you know? That's a very realistic answer, even though, like, as a fan, like, of course, like, that's hard to hear. But have you started to, like, explore, like, life outside of wrestling? Like, what do you like to do? Like, what do you, like, what are your interests or hobbies or what do you think will occupy your time? Like, maybe once you start to either phase out wrestling or do it less or something like that. Yeah, that's that's like the hard question, right? Like that's like everyone's like I I don't I don't know. Like my whole life has been wrestling for the last ten years, and even you know before I was a pro wrestler, I was watching wrestling all the time. So it's gonna be a really hard shift. But I think what I would look forward to in my life after wrestling is just to live my life. Like I was telling my friends about this. I've been to Orlando so many times. I've been there for Ring of Honor tapings. I've been there for WB tryouts. I've been there so many times. I've never been to Disney. I've never been to Disney World. Whoa, what? Yeah, so it's like, I want to go like live my life and do these things that like I haven't gotten the chance to do because I haven't been, you know, because I've been so focused with wrestling. So one of my goals this year, actually, I hope to go to Disney in December. That's kind of like what I have planned tentatively but definitely in the next coming months, because like I said, I've been there so many times, like an insane amount of times, and I've never actually been to Disney <laughs> or so Universal. 
So you're a Disney Universal fan. So what do you like? Are you like the Harry Potter World fan? Do you like like the Star Wars stuff? Do you like the Disney princesses? What what is your thing for Disney? I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan and Ooh. a Marvel fan. I love them both. Yay! So definitely probably within those things. I've you know, I love the the classic Disney movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Moana. I always like identified with like Pocahontas growing up. Mm-hmm. Even now, like my aunts will call me like, "Come here, Pocahontas!" Like <laughs> you know, that's always been like my thing growing up. So I would just love to just see it because I've been to, um, I went to Disney Sea in in Tokyo. That was the only time I've ever been to Disney. So I've never been to Disney in America, um, and it's just something that I want to check out. Like it sounds so lame and so like I guess like it does know. not sound lame at all. Like I. <laughs> I completely understand. I haven't been since like I was what second grade, and so like I've been itching to go back. So like that doesn't sound lame at all. <laughs> I'm like so jealous of the people that like uh, all the the NXT people that live in Orlando because I yeah. just see them. They're constantly in Disney. I'm like oh, I want to go check it out. You've you been there five times. <laughs> what's crazy is that like I feel like as I get older and I meet more adults this comes up like a lot more often than people think like everybody's just like you know i just want to be a kid again i just want to go to disney and so yeah that's actually pretty common like i think a lot of people just want to go to disney it's really the happiest place on earth for i see like i want it like i want i don't know i just want to go like you know to disney sees cool and i got to see like ariel sing in japanese but i didn't know what she was saying you know (laughs) (laughs) you have to try the dole whip too like Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, like, they've started to sell it now, like, in the stores, and, but it's not the same. Like, you have to, like, actually experience it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I really want to get the ears. Like, yeah, that's like what I'm really looking forward to is getting the ears. And they have so many, like, different, um, they have so many different styles of the ears, too. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid, I got, like, the light-up ones. But, like, I think next time if I go, I'm going to get the, um, like, the Baby Yoda ears. Oh, you know, like okay. from the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, like so, like they have those two now, but you can get them at Disney World. And so there's some, it's a lot of stuff, like especially like I feel like um, growing up, like they, they hadn't added like the Star Wars and Marvel stuff yet. Mm-hmm. So like there's like a ton more stuff like added to the parks now that just yeah. wasn't, you know, there originally. So yeah, that's so sick. That's I know. Right? It's just so much, it's so much cool. Stuff. Like I'm a huge, um, had, like, do you like wax museums? Have I've never been to one, but I'm I'm very interested. Like, we have a wax museum in San Antonio, but I've just never like I've just never gone. So Again, you, I've wrestled a million times in San Antonio, have not done that in San Antonio. So if you like Star Wars, you really, really, really love like the wax museum. So like I have this thing every time I go to a major city, if they have a wax museum, I'm gonna go. So I've been in London. I've been in Berlin and I've been in New York. And so the one is in Berlin and London specifically, they have like these huge Star Wars exhibits. Like, and it's just like, they have it like taken directly replicas from like big scenes in the movie. So like, if you remember the, I forgot, I think it's not Return of the Jedi. I think it's Empire Strikes Back. Um, When the movie starts and Leia is under, like, has the chain around her neck. Yeah, yeah. Top of the hut. So they have that, like, a like a rip replica of that, like, snatched straight out of the movie. But That's pretty cool. I actually just watched the whole, like, four, five, and six, like, on the plane from Germany to America. Like, that's oh literally God. where my whole plane ride was. 
That sounds like a great time, actually. I don't know. Like, that sounds like awesome time. Yeah, well, it made it go by faster, for sure. Those are the best films. Like, I, out of the whole, like, all nine, I would say those are the best ones. So, I'm a huge Anakin fan, so. <laughs> have you been watching the TV shows? Um, I Yeah, I have been watching them. Um, and I saw, um, spoilers, people, sorry. Oh, yeah, like, spoilers. Yeah, when he came back, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I remember, like, when Obi, and when the Obi-Wan Kenobi came out, like. Yeah, that one was really, that one, that one was probably my favorite one. It was my favorite. Time. Like, it was so good, like. Especially the ending, it was really good. They actually, like, and speaking of the Wax Museum, they actually have, like, the scenes of Anakin, like, you know, in, like, the final fight. Um oh, Okay. Of, so like they have like it's just snatched and then they have the one where like you know right when he um when Darth Vader cuts off um Luke's hand and the I am your father scene and you can like stand on the balcony that he fell off of it's sick stuff like this is like my nerd is really jumping out like whenever (laughs) Star Wars I'm like (laughs) like it's so funny like I have these oven mitts out of nowhere yeah I'm waiting to put in my kitchen is that was way I just overshared a lot (laughs) (laughs) but I'm really excited that you're going to be exploring some things that you like to do and so like I know that you spent a lot of time traveling with wrestling so what's your favorite thing to either watch or listen to when you're trying to make time go by when you're traveling I listen to an obscene amount of true crime podcasts um like uh, I love Murder with My Husband. That's like probably like my favorite one so far. I used to be into Crime Junkie, but then they kind of just got like really boring. And I used to listen to Morbid a lot too, but they kind of lost me. So I'll, I'll jump through, but I've been like, Murder with My Husband has been like my favorite um, thus far, like solid. So have you kept up with like the Murdoch family murders? Yeah, I've seen every single documentary. <laughs> like I watched... I watch like ABC's 2020. If there's like, like on one on Netflix, like the Night Stalker one on Netflix is really good. Like it's actually scary. It's so funny. So like I'm from South Carolina, so all of this happened like about an hour and a half away, <laughs> and so like we literally. It's so funny. Like our local newspapers, they literally set up an extra section on the website and in the newspaper. And put it behind a paywall because it was just like the most popular thing and it's so crazy like in the actual court um the court proceedings it happened um in the it happened directly behind my therapist's building and oh wow she was just like yeah i see that man coming in and out of here every day like because like um like um like we'll be on zoom and she'll be like yeah like they were coming in and out of here, like all you know, right behind the building, like every single day. And so, like it was happening, like right in our backyard. And so, mm-hmm. it's always funny, like when people who aren't from here, are just like I've seen absolutely everything, and it's just like we're never famous for anything good. Like nothing good happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too many like uh, true crime stuff that will happen in Houston, and I'm like, oh, I know where that is. I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> There was a whole one on Netflix called The Texas Killing Fields. Mm-hmm. That's literally, I passed by that thing every time I had to go to like reality wrestling. Like it's right there. And I was like, that's, that's insane. 
So on the murder mysteries, who do you think did it? He did it. You think he did it? He so did it. <laughs> he so did it. Don't put me on that jury. <laughs> it's so funny. One of my best friends, she was like hard down arguing that he didn't do it. He was covering for what's the son who like is still alive's name? Buster? Is that his, not his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know which one's alive because he killed all of them. <laughs> Well, he killed one, the other one died, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, one of my friends was arguing, like, I think that he's covering up for him, and he didn't actually do it. But then, like, I think, like, when, like, that last wave of information came through, she was like, oh, no, he did it. Never mind. Like, yeah, he totally did it. Um, That was absolutely insane. Like, I remember, like, the <laughs> it's so funny, because, like, I get, I get email alerts, and the, so they were like, yeah, um, he almost like he somebody shot him, but I think that he set somebody up to like kill him, and then was like, no, and then it was just I was, yeah, it was, it was insane, like absolutely insane. It was madness here, and then like the everywhere was crawling with reporters for like months, and it it's madness. But I'm glad that you know everybody's gotten like some great entertainment out of this because it has been absolutely insane here yeah he he's he's gonna be guilty i'm pretty <laughs> sure of it I, I think like when those trials actually like really play out again because i think they're doing a retrial too i, I think this is going to be a retrial um i think that a lot of people here are going to get very very rich off of that coverage yeah. uh, like i i truly believe that the murdoch stuff has kept the newspaper industry here in South Carolina alive, like no, <laughs> like has literally kept us afloat. Um, but switching gears um, here, you said that you like a lot of true crime stuff, and so um, growing up, what did you like outside of wrestling, or was wrestling just your only thing? Because that's fine too, because it was my thing as well. So, <laughs> um, I was super into wrestling. I was really into like sports and music growing up. So I was like on the track and basketball team. And then I was also like on the band and I was in marching band. So I was band. What instrument did you play? Saxophone. Okay, great. So I was, I played saxophone for like seven years, like through middle school and high school. Um, and that really took up so much of like my focus and time um, growing up. And when I went to college, I was like, do I want to be in the marching band still? No, I don't think I want to do that anymore. And I was actually really um, focused on getting like a PhD in clinical psychology. That's like what I wanted to do. So I worked at a lot of like research labs in college and um, that took up so much of my time, but it's really cool. Like I wish I probably could didn't appreciate it as much back then because I was like 20 years old but looking back on it now I'm like oh yeah it was really cool that I did that like that was it was a random niche interest but it was very cool you were working on a PhD at 20 I was so I was wanting to do and I was getting like my bachelor's yeah um and uh, my plan at the time was okay I'm gonna get my bachelor's and then I'm gonna apply to a graduate program but then somewhere in between there I started wrestling and so I told myself okay well let me just finish up my bachelor's and I will get to this PhD thing eventually <laughs> I haven't gotten back to it yet I don't know if I'd 
what I would want to do now. But um, yeah, that was kind of like my original plan. That's awesome. I'm on the second, I'm working on my second year of my PhD program now. And it's a commitment. Like, yeah, I constantly go back and forth, especially like with wrestling. Yeah, like I'm not a wrestler, but like being so heavy handed with it, it's just like, do I have time for this? Like, it's it's great. Like, I feel like I learn a lot and I feel like the information is awesome, but it's definitely like a huge time commitment. But um, I know you said you don't know if you would go back in that specific like field. But is that something that you're looking to explore going back to school um, after, you know, once wrestling winds down for you? Uh, I don't know. So, like, I, I want to say yes, but I don't even know if I have, like, the willpower. It takes <laughs> like, a lot of willpower. willpower. It takes a lot of willpower. So, yeah, I don't like, like, I like an ideal world, yeah. Do I think I have what it takes? Probably not. Not anymore. It's like they tell you, like, too, it's like once you've been out of school for a while, it's always really hard to get back in. And I'm like, mm, maybe not. We'll do something else. And also, like, the structure is weird, too, because, like, yeah. you know, undergrad, like, you're living on campus, like, life is just school. You might have extracurriculars here and there, but, like, it's just you really only have to worry about that. But then, like, when you go back, especially if you've taken time off, like, when you go back, you already know, like, you're a real adult. You have real bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have real commitments. And then, like, you're trying to do the school thing on top of it. And, like, there's no give in either one. And then... Yeah. Like, you have none of the social benefits from like, right. So it's just like all work. So I completely understand you. Like it's, it's definitely a commitment. Um, but I don't know how people do it. Like, I think I saw, um, when Nikki Cross got her PhD, Yeah. which while she's working in WWE, same with, um, Xavier Woods. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did it. And mad props. Like that's, that's insane. And Nikki was doing it literally with a whole in a whole another country because like mm-hmm. I think her degree is like from what Edinburgh and like she was like you know working and wrestling in the U.S. Like I have no idea how she pulled that off. Like more power to her, but that's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, yeah. I, I commend the people who are able to pull it off. Like even be like I I write one paper and I'm just like I don't need this. I don't think I need this degree. Like I think I might quit. Like you know it's just. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you have to definitely have a lot of willpower. And um, and the PhD is not like even like a master's. It's like four or five years. Yeah. You're looking at a long time. And like for like the STEM people, like I'm not a STEM person. Like I'm going to be honest, numbers and science kind of like makes my brain go crazy. But like the STEM people who do it like are like super, super duper. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And so um. I look forward to seeing whatever you do. Um, do you think that you would ever want to stay involved in wrestling and like as like maybe a coach or a producer or a trainer or anything like that? Or are you just fine like doing the actual wrestling part? <laughs> um, so I do a little bit of both. So um, this school down here, I'll try to pop in and train a couple times a week or come in once a week but what I really enjoy doing is kind of like hosting like film study Mm -hmm. so we'll usually get a couple of the guys from the school more of the advanced group they'll come over and I'll kind of have like a playlist of matches for them to watch and review and they'll you know sometimes they'll come with suggestions or we watch one of their matches and we kind of critique it from there 
And I really enjoy like doing that part of wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm really not the person to show you. I mean, I can, I'd be like, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't how to give you a body slam, but that's not like what I like to do. I like to really try to help with the psychology and watching it back and how can we make this, how can we tweak this and make it even better? That's what I really enjoy. And even if, you know, 2024 is my last year wrestling, like I would probably still end up continuing to host film studies and stuff like that. Like I genuinely do enjoy those things. Well, film study is a very interesting um, thing that you mentioned because I was just about to ask you as a fan of wrestling, who do you like to watch? Like, who do you watch, whether it's for inspiration or just because, like, you just love their stuff? Or who do you like to watch personally? Well, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is my favorite wrestler. So I watch a lot of his matches. Um, and I enjoy watching a lot of Will Ospreay stuff, especially, I mean, he's really, like, the best in the world right now. Absolutely. Um, I thoroughly enjoy watching his matches. And really anything with New Japan, like, uh, they've kind of been the the place where I go to find good pro wrestling. Um, I enjoy AEW and WWE as well, but New Japan really is the style of wrestling that I really enjoy. So that's kind of where I tend to do my deep dives. Hey, I feel the same way. New Japan is my GM. Um, and so in closing, what is up on the horizon for you for the rest of 2023? Like, what are um, any matches you have scheduled or any things that you like to, you know, get out there? This week, I am tagging with Stephen Wolf against Lanny Luck and GPA at Freelance. So I'm really excited about that. It's been a few years since I've been in the ring with Lanny Luck, and she just keeps improving and improving and improving. She's an absolute star, so I can't wait to get back in the ring with her. I do have something pretty big coming up in December, but I can't spoil it quite yet. Um, And honestly, I'm just enjoying a little bit of time off just because for the last four months I've been overseas and wrestling. I haven't been able to like be at home and like enjoy my own house. Mm -hmm. So being able to just like relax is really nice. (laughs) That's awesome. And so where can we find you on social media when you are ready to, you know, unveil your big announcement? Um, on Twitter, I'm underscore the high on underscore T H E H Y A N. And on Instagram, it's just the high on. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me for another um, edition of Chats and Graps with Hyan. Super excited that we were able to do this um, episode. I know that I've been watching her work and I admire her. And I think that all of you should as well. As always, you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Lyric Wrestling and on YouTube, Lyric Swinton. But until next time, we'll chat with you later. Bye, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,